how can real estate professionals like us, whether you are new to real estate or you're a seasoned real estate professional that isn't leveraging your time or strengths the way you should, build a profitable and sustainable real estate business fast and without overwhelm? That is the question, and this podcast has the answer. My name is Cheryl Spangler, the founder of the Rich Niche Academy. Hey, hey, female real estate entrepreneurs who are results-oriented and spiritually-minded and ready to rock social media platforms. Anyway, if you're a guy listening to this, it will apply to you too. So we're here at the Rich Niche Academy, and I am talking about which platform should real estate agents be on and why. Here's the thing. I've been publishing for years, but it wasn't until like this last, I would say, two years that I realized how to reach millions of people really fast without overwhelm. And that is by taking one piece of content and you have to decide, you know, what that is going to be. And I'm going to share with you here what it probably should be. What piece of content that you are going to repurpose to all social mediums, all methods. The thing is, some people read, some people don't. Some people love to watch videos, guys. Some people aren't into it. Some people just like to listen, you know? And so anyway, so publishing becomes like a habit once you get started. Uh, Once you get into it, it's kind, it just kind of happens and it happens pretty easily. So I want you to commit that when you finished reading this, when you finished listening to this, or when you finished watching this, you commit to publishing something at least twice a week, every week for the next 12 months. So I want to help you pick out which kind of publishing platform is going to be the right one for you in your real estate business and really how to hack the publishing process so you can get it done. So I'm going to go through each one. Facebook Live. I'm going to start with Facebook Live and just talk about the benefits, the pros, the cons, and why you might choose Facebook Lives. So firstly, is your audience even there? If, you know, if they are, which usually we say anyone who is using Facebook as their primary platform is targeting people ages 30 to 50 plus. There are a lot of younger people on Facebook still, but if you're targeting a super millennial style audience, they're not a Facebook on Facebook quite as much as like their parents. So I would say pretty much if your audience is human, female, male, and between the ages of 30 to 50, they are on Facebook guaranteed. Secondly, are you serving people just the general market? Because if you are, they're on Facebook. Or are you serving entrepreneurs? Entrepreneurs are also all over Facebook because they use it as a marketing tool. And business, and basically anyone other than like a C-suite type corporate person, it's not, not to say that they're not on Facebook, but sometimes if you're in that B2B space, business to business space, where you're really targeting kind of high level executives and corporations, or you're looking for real true business to business opportunities, then sometimes Facebook can be a little tricky. The next question is, do you get dressed most days? For a lot of you who might be living the laptop life now, or you run your own business, getting dressed is definitely optional. It can be optional when you work from home. So 
in order to do Facebook Live and not look silly, you really need to get dressed and ready to go. And are you high energy? Because online, you're competing. You need to be highly energetic and enthusiastic. You need to be ready to go. So if that's your personality and you get dressed, uh, (laughs) two points for Facebook Live. And do you need visuals to get across the points? And the beauty of Facebook Live is that you can share your screen. So if you're doing any kind of teaching or anything that really requires a visual, you can use Facebook Live and get your point across. Also, sometimes just for like body language and if you're using a flip chart or maybe you're outside, let's say you're in the garden, or if you're doing something in gardening, like you need the visual in order to get across the point. That would be another one for Facebook Live. Personally, um, for me, What I like about Facebook Live is that when I go live on my page, I can turn it into an ad. And so this is going to be important later on down the line than just kind of giving you the feedback that you can use your ads and they will work really well. So if you plan on doing paid advertising, that's another point for Facebook. Okay, let's talk about podcasting. I love podcasting. Podcasting is next. The question about podcasting is, is your audience typically... I would say the podcasting audience is slightly younger than Facebook. It's really more about the person. A lot of people who love podcasts are entrepreneurs, love podcasts. If you're not serving entrepreneurs and you're serving the mass market, people who are into things like self-development, education, their best life, maybe they want to leave their nine-to-five job. These are people, people typically who value podcasting. I find that people who value education, self-development tend to also be podcasters. Um, Long commuters would be a podcast listener. So they listen to podcasts. Do you spend most of the day not camera ready? I know for me, podcasting is super easy. It's pretty intimate and I could be in my car walking my dog or just out and about. Honestly, I don't have to be dressed up and get a good podcast recorded. I'm recording this podcast right now. I am dressed for work, but it is super, super flexible. So you should look into it. I can go anywhere, which makes it easier for me to publish. Podcasting, you still need high energy. And also, you really need to be good on the fly. I mean, yes, you can outline your notes on a podcast if you want. I think that some of the best podcasts are done by people who are really good, just kind of going off the cuff on a topic. And then seeing where it winds up, where it takes them, because you can get some really good meat. And then finally, this is really important that your content not need visuals in order to talk about it. So if your content is really visual based and there's a lot of steps or logic or things that would just be hard to consume auditorily and podcast might be your might not be your best option. But I would say podcasting is super intimate and your audience tends to get to know you really, really well. And it produces a really high value customer. So if your people are listening to podcasts, I would definitely add it to your publishing. Okay, blogging. Next is writing and blogging more specifically on Medium. Does your audience read? I know that sounds like a funny question, but typically... I'm trying not to generalize here, but have you served more male-dominated audiences than female-dominated audiences? Because just statistics show that men tend to consume video or audio, and then, you know, then they do read. But there are certain markets where blogging is established already. Real estate is one of those. So, for example, cooking, gardening, home organization, you know, 
in the mom blog era, there was millions and millions of blogs established in these different markets. And so there's a lot of markets, entrepreneurship, education, real estate, design, things like that. So if there's a market already established, and that means that the market is used to reading content, so you can break into this space easier. So ask yourself that question. Do people use Google to search for information about your niche? We know that people do search for real estate advice. So the answer here is yes, for sure. There is another really good question, people, uh, because if people are gonna search, let me give you a non-real estate example for dogs. Let's say uh, you're a dog trainer, but people aren't gonna listen to a podcast probably as quickly as dog training as they would uh, go to Google and search, how do I keep my dog from peeing on the couch? So if Google is going to be the prime way that people find information about your niche, I would definitely consider Medium. And if you're not familiar with Medium, go to medium.com. It's a blogging platform with millions and millions of people who are already on it. If you spend most of the day not camera ready or you're not typically high energy, writing is a better outlet for you. Are you better when you're thought, when you're like you think through the entire idea? Some people just need more time to think through ideas. Medium might be a better way to do that where you're blogging. Do people tell you that you evoke emotion when you write? Sometimes I'm better at writing than I am speaking, but I'm always working on it. I'm working on getting better. This is how I knew that writing should definitely be an option for me. This is why a lot of my content begins as an email because I write an email to my list um, because that's where I get most of my emotional responses and then I'll podcast about my email or I'll Facebook live about the email or sometimes I record a video and then I strip off the audio from that video and it becomes a podcast or I transcribe that video content and I write an article about it. Does your content need visuals or steps laid out? Clearly in order for people to understand any topic that's gonna require visuals or step-by-step -step or any sort of logic, you would be better in writing than audio. We're gonna talk about Instagram. The last one is Instagram, and Instagram is a great hybrid because really you can see here your audience is between 15 and 40 years old. Instagram has the youngest audience of all of them, but it is growing so fast that most people are on Instagram. Now, even the older crowd, they're also on Instagram. It's an amazing platform. Do you have a niche or market that shines with photos? We are in real estate. So the answer here is definitely yes, but it doesn't mean that you can't be successful if you don't have an Instagram account. Do you get dressed most days? Because in order to do Instagram, well, there's a combination of video and writing and photo. So it's definitely a hybrid you can see. Are you comfortable with photos, writing and video all in one? Because Instagram has the benefit of live stream. You can go live on Instagram and it has the intimacy of podcasting on your Insta stories. Which are those 15 second clips for people who can kind of watch what's going on in your world, a little peek behind the scenes, also has a visual writing combo so that you can get, um, you can get on Medium. So Instagram is a great, great place for you to serve an older audience as well. So I know what a lot of you are thinking, how can I be omnipresent? 
So the first thing I would say is if you want to try to do all of this, I would start with a combination of podcast and podcasting in live stream. So basically you record your podcast live on Facebook by doing a Facebook live or an Instagram live or both. You can actually go live on Facebook and live on Instagram through your phone at the same time. And if you get a little tripod for your phone, you can just turn it on and then face your computer and you can go live on both. And you can just use a microphone that's a decent microphone or, I mean, don't go all crazy on the microphone selection. I've already been through that. Just use something that plugs into your phone and use your iPhone. Um, or you can just go straight from the computer while you're streaming. So do your podcast live by recording it through the video. So talk about whatever you're going to talk about on Facebook and Instagram live and then rip it out to the audio. Once you've done that, you can upload and publish your podcast. If you do podcasts, you can transcribe them on a site called Temi, T-E-M-I dot com. It's only 10 cents a minute, so it's pretty dang cheap. It's not perfect, but you can turn that transcription into a blog post, and then you can publish it to Medium. How is that? Then you can take a quote, your best quote, out of the blog post and use it as an Instagram caption, and you can either take a photo or you can use a little podcast teaser video and you can post that on Instagram. That means that you've used every single one that we've talked about here except for Insta stories and Insta stories really don't need a lot of prep. It's just your life behind the scenes. So you can do five or six stories a day just like live in life. It doesn't even have to be about your business. And that's one thing as we get going, you're establishing the attractive character. You are the attractive character. People are following you because of your topic, but they're also following you because they want to see who you are and how you live. So if you do this the right way, you can actually bang out every single one of these mediums uh, with one piece of content. So I hope that helps. I hope you guys feel less overwhelmed. Choose your publishing platform and just the best advice I can give you is just get started. One last thing. You might have noticed that I didn't include YouTube in here. Obviously, all of these may start with a video where you rip off the audio for podcasting, transcribe for articles. But for me, I usually do start with a video, either live stream or pre-recorded. And from that, I create a YouTube video from it and all other media literally comes from the video. So yes, YouTube is super important, but I wanted to go through each of the other methods in detail. Hope you like it, love it, and give me a high five. Subscribe to my channel and check me out everywhere on social media at Rich Niche Academy. Don't forget, check out richnicheacademy.com for more free info and workshops on how you can identify the most lucrative niche market for you. And take my niche quiz and connect with me on all social media at The Rich Niche.